War Eagle. This is War Bloggle with Bloggle Spot number 105, November 24th, 5:21 in the p.m. 52 degrees outside. It is Tuesday. We're two days from Thanksgiving. We're four days from the Iron Bowl. Today, Gus Malzahn spoke with the media. He got a little more talkative than normal. The beat called it a rant. I wouldn't call it a rant, but basically he was asked about trick plays and specifically one where Sean Coleman lines up, left tackle lines up out on the out kind of like a wide receiver. He did the same thing in 2009, I remember, and 10. I remember Lee Zimbo running out there. And This particular beat reporter even knew the name of the play. It's called Fight Song. Well, I've never really seen the play work. I know we've been called for illegal formation a few times on it. <coughs> I don't really remember anything major from it. But uh, Gus kind of said, "What well, do you you know the plays? You want me to, you know, let's call some reverses. Let's, you want to tell them everything? Let's, let's just tell the other team every play we're going to run, every little trick play. We'll call some reverses, whatever. Um, and, the, and so, you know, he said it turned into him basically saying, you just got to be really secretive this week because we're in the same state and they've got people watching us and blah, blah, blah. And um, So he already mentioned being secretive. And then when asked, oh, sorry, when asked about um, who's going to start a quarterback this weekend, we know it's going to be Jeremy. Everybody knows it's going to be Jeremy. But he's asked, just they ask him just so he'll say that. And he's not going to say. He hasn't said... He's maybe named the starting quarterback like, what, three or four times? And it was only when there was a change, really. He named, he said, he said uh, no, he said Sean White was going to be the starter, and I think he said he'd be the starter the next week, too. He didn't announce that Jeremy was going to be the starter. Um, Sean is slightly injured, and he's no better than he was last week and two weeks ago. He didn't play at all. They let every quarterback on the bench play, pretty much, except for Sean White. Now, maybe they were holding him out and they were going to throw him back in there, but, you know, that that would be really weird to throw him back in there after only playing two drives of the last, what, four games, three games? It's going to be Jeremy. And they're only, they just have to, he has to say, he doesn't have to say that. He says it just so Nick, Alabama doesn't know, just so Nick Saban doesn't know. Not that there's really that, that much difference in them in terms of, who's great and who's not, but it's still, I mean, I don't know. It really doesn't matter. Auburn, Alabama knows Auburn's going to try to run the ball a lot, and Alabama's defense doesn't give up 100-yard rushers ever. They don't give up 100 yards rushing. So, I mean, they know that they're that that's what Auburn is going to do, but they know that, but Auburn knows that they're probably going to stop it most of the time. So they're going to have to chunk it. And I don't know. It, it was Sean not hurt. If this was Arkansas, Sean, you'd probably want him in there because he can pass. Now Alabama's got a great secondary too. They've got a great defense as a whole. Um, but you know, I, he's not. He's he's hurt. Jeremy has seemed to play okay. He he threw an interception against Georgia, and it honestly just looked like a miscommunication because. It wasn't even close. I mean, it was like Tony Stevens ran under and the ball went over. And Tony Stevens, it was so bad to him that he thought it was going to somebody else. So, 
I don't know. Jeremy hasn't played awesome, but last week against Idaho, he looked he looked pretty good. I mean, he chunked the ball deep pretty well. He threw the 400 bubble screens we normally do pretty well. Um, he kept the ball in the zone read well. He kept the ball and then threw the ball in the zone read, which scored a touchdown. We I think he did that to Tony Stevens three or four times. One of them was a touchdown. Um, I, it I don't it's that was a lot of confusing myself. I don't. This is going to sound dumb. I don't think Auburn's offense against Auburn's defense. I don't think Auburn's offense against Alabama's defense is going to be the big thing. I think Auburn is capable with their offense to put together two or three of those just quick drives and everything works. They It seems they do that in every game. There will be two or three drives where every play works because it's quick. It's a quick pass here. It's an eight-yard run there. It's Javon running for 20 out of the side, and it's just they, those work. The The real story, I think, is it's just Auburn can stop Derrick Henry. Alabama's offense is nothing special. They've got Derrick Henry, who is a special running back, but as a whole, that's it. it it's very much like LSU. It's very much... Yeah, we can throw it if we need to, but most of the time we're just going to hand it to him. So if Auburn's defense can continue to play well and continue to you know hold the opponent in a typical game where you're not playing fourth stringers to 13 or 14 points since, um, since Carl Lawson's been back, I feel like Auburn's offense can do that. I mean, they, they can keep up with that. They can... Like I said, do those quick drives. Usually at the beginning of the game, and the beginning of the half, do those, you know, it's just going to work. There's going to be a turnover or something, give them a short field, get get two or three field goals, get down to the 40 and kick a field goal. Um, I just feel like that's what Auburn has to do to win. They don't have to score every time. Auburn's defense is playing well enough, and Alabama's offense is just fine. That's all it is. I'd call it fine with a great running back. Um He's just one of those backs that wears on you, and in the fourth quarter, they score two or three touchdowns and make the score look really big. Mississippi State, they won 31 to six. It was zero to zero after the first quarter. It's just he's that's how they are. It's like Auburn's running game does when it's running right. It'll be close in the first half, and then by the end, they've run so many plays and been, and been so quick that those three-yard runs turn into 15-yard runs because nobody wants to tackle you. That's kind of how Derrick Henry is. That's how Leonard Fournette is. It's just that's how it is. So with it being a home game, um, if there's any kind of stops at the beginning of the game to get the team and the crowd even more excited, um, I think that'll that'll help them out. I mean, I said I've alluded to this all week. I've alluded to this almost all year (coughs) since Alabama beat LSU. Why does that make them elite? They blew out Mississippi State. Some people are saying them killing Mississippi State was a sign of them being a great team after they beat LSU. Mississippi State is not a great team. Mississippi State just beat Arkansas, who, yes, did beat Auburn in four overtimes, not like it was some big, huge blowout or whatever. Anybody can win a four-overtime game. They just beat Arkansas by blocked field goal and the score was 51 to 50. They let Brandon Allen throw seven touchdown passes against them. And we're calling Alabama great because they beat Mississippi State 31 to 6. Mississippi State has been a barely good version of Mississippi State this year. 
Last year they were a good version of Mississippi State. This year they're a little bit better than they have been for the last 50 years. Um, so, back to what I was saying. Since Alabama beat LSU, all of a sudden that just it's because Alabama fans like to act scared. They're doing it now. They like to act like games are bigger than they really are. Because when they win, it makes them seem better. When they LSU week, they were just talking about how Leonard Fournette is this and that, and oh my gosh, it's gotta be the greatest game ever. We just gotta stop him. He's so good. And then when you stop him, oh, we're so good because we stopped him. And that's what they're doing right now. They're trying to talk up Auburn. It's weird. It's like, yes, there's the people who talk trash and say Auburn sucks and all that kind of stuff. But then there's also the people that go, well, Auburn's got that voodoo. They're probably going to use it on us. They're going to use blah, blah, blah. They're going to have the best game of their year. And then if they beat Auburn, they'll turn into, you know, just thumping their chest because they just did this some immaculate feat. So that's what they did against LSU. That's what the nation did against LSU. It was Leonard Fournette, the Heisman front runner versus Alabama's defense and Derrick Henry had a pretty good game and all of a sudden that means we gotta flip it. Leonard Fournette, not Heisman. Oh, but Derrick Henry, because he beat the team with the Heisman front runner, that means Derrick Henry has to be the leader. The offensive if you're going to give a Heisman trophy to somebody from Alabama, it needs to be the offensive line. That's how it should be. That's how it should have been with Mark Ingram, who's the worst Heisman winner ever. And that's how what it should be this year. I, I don't, I just, I don't, I'm interested. It's not anything I can find out. But <clears throat> I think the way Auburn played against Georgia, whatever reason makes people, I mean, I think people have kind of been going up on Auburn. Beating Texas A&M the way they did, just kind of dominating the game. Probably could have scored a few more touchdowns, but dominated the game. Had won a few and just, it seemed like, all right, Auburn's got this thing going. Then they play Georgia. People start picking Auburn to beat Georgia. And then the offense kind of just sputters, lets a bad team hang around and beat them late. And all of a sudden, Auburn's terrible again. It was like every bit of optimism from Texas A&M and kind of leading up into it, even losing a close game to Ole Miss, even losing to Arkansas and Double over quadruple overtime. It was like, yeah, they're getting better though. It's Sean White. Look at this guy. He's he's a pretty good passer. Wait, Jeremy Johnson's playing against Texas A&M. Wait, Jeremy Johnson is tearing up Texas A&M. This might be a decent team again. And then you lose by a touchdown to Georgia, and you're awful again. Alabama beats LSU, who has three losses now, and two of those three losses are by more points than Alabama beat them by. And all of a sudden, Alabama's awesome. Alabama scored a last-minute touchdown to beat Tennessee the week before the LSU game. Not sure if y'all remember that. Alabama lost to Ole Miss. Auburn lost to Ole Miss by a touchdown. Alabama lost to Ole Miss by a touchdown. It, I mean, I'm again, I said this yesterday. Alabama has had a better season than Auburn. They've got 10 wins. They're 10-1. Auburn is 6-5. Um, Alabama could have lost to Tennessee. Alabama was losing to Arkansas really late. Auburn was losing to Arkansas really late and lost to them in quadruple overtime. It's I'm not arguing Auburn's better than Alabama as a whole. I'm arguing that it's not as spread out as everyone's thinking. If Auburn had beaten Georgia, if Auburn beat Georgia by one point, somehow scored at the end and beat them and 
even though they played a bad game, still beat Georgia. I guarantee you this would be a humongous Iron Bowl. It'd be like, wait a minute now, because Auburn would have seven wins then. It's just like, Auburn's moving up. Alabama, I don't know. I mean, but because we lost to Georgia, barely, it's, it's all of a sudden back to Jacksonville State days. I don't get it. So, I wasn't going to talk this much about the Iron Bowl, but I guess I am. Uh... One small note I just saw come across, and it's by a very new, I guess, maybe not a new website, but a smaller website, trying to make its name out there with people, with older people writing. I don't know how to, what I mean by that, but said that Central Florida, there are three names that have kind of come up as expressing interest in the Central Florida head coaching job, because, you know, they have not won a game this year and they fired their coach or he left or whatever. One of the names was uh, Chris Winkie, I think. I guess the Florida State guy who's at St. Louis Rams right now. Gene Chiswick, which would be fine. He was a defensive coordinator at Central Florida before he came to Auburn the first time. And Will Muschamp. I thought Will would at least not want to look around for at least a year or two. Once you're a head coach and you go back down, I'm sure you've always had that itch immediately to get back into it. Central Florida is a, I say an easier place to win, but when you've lost every single game, it's probably going to be a few years of rebuilding. But it's at least a, a conference, I think it's the AAC, um, where you're playing teams like Temple and such every week. And if Will Muschamp went there, it would be totally just to get his name in a better light and move back up. Because, you know, he kind of did go from, hey, the young, fiery defensive coordinator to let's give him the Texas job. And he said, no, nope, taking too long. Let me go take the Florida job. So he did kind of jump into it pretty big straight from defensive coordinator. He didn't work his way up through a smaller head coaching job, which a lot of people don't do that, but some do. So I don't know. I feel I have a feeling that they wouldn't want to hire him, maybe just because of the Florida thing, the way how it, you know, didn't do great there. I don't know. I feel like Gene Chizik would be a, a better fit because he's been there before. Um, he's a little bit older. I don't know. It just he it's kind of like a Tommy Tuberville thing, where he's at Cincinnati now. He went to Texas Tech, but it's kind of like, yeah, I, I won the SEC, should have won the national championship with Tommy, and did win the national championship with Gene. And just kind of like, let me take a step back and maybe work my way up. But I'm just going to kind of take it easy. So, I don't know. I, it That just seems weird for Muschamp to go from SEC head coach, SEC defense coordinator, the most the highest paid one, I think, to back down to the AAC in Central Florida. I don't know. I'm not worried. He's not going to stay forever. He wasn't going to stay long anyway, I don't think. Um, but it would kind of suck to get this defense rolling like it kind of seems it has right now and not be able to continue it next year. I just don't, I don't think it's going to happen. But, and again, this is a report from a website trying to build its name out there. Um, this isn't any kind of, this isn't ESPN or anything like that, but, or warbloggle.com, of course. All right, so that's it. I'm off work for the rest of the week. So tomorrow, probably going to play a little golf preview the iron ball a little bit more do my i've got my from from the other sideline tomorrow with rick muscles noted noted bama homer and pseudo blogger podcaster um go follow him on twitter rick muscles he likes to do squats and watch rock and roll 
So, yeah, I'll have that out there tomorrow and a few more things. I always like to get a little nostalgic during Iron Bowl week, post some old videos and, and such. And Pat died. Whenever I think of the Iron Bowl, I think of Pat died just because I grew up watching those old videos that you'd buy at Gafers about the great season that was. Um, VHS, a great thing. All right, four more days. Two more days, Turkey Day. Bloggle spot 105. Is that right? Yes. 105. Done. War Eagle.